back to Your Average Witch, where we talk about witch life, witch stories, and sometimes a little witchcraft. Hear new episodes on the full and new moon of every month. In this episode, we meet the second half of New World Witchery, Lane. I had such a good time talking to Lane about Corningware, imposter syndrome, and a little bit about Jenna Marbles that honestly you'll probably never get to hear. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of my patrons from 2021. You helped keep this podcast going, and I appreciate all of you so much. If you're interested in learning more about my Patreon, which includes podcast sneak peeks, outtakes, not the Jenna Marble story, <laughs> and bonus stories, Marco Polo meetups, recipes, and a monthly spell kit with herbs, crystals, and whatever else you need for the monthly spell, then visit over at patreon.com backslash Curios. Now let's get to the stories. Hi, Lane. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Would you please introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let everybody um, know who you are, where, where they can find you, what you do. Yes. Uh, so my name is Lane. I am a co-host of the podcast New World Witchery. We've been going for, um, I think, almost 12 years now of mostly regularly putting out content. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am at Lane NWW, and that's L-A-I-N-E-N-W-W. Um, and I'm also a mom, a knitter, a collector of many things. <laughs> I, oh. I think that's about it for me. What do you collect? I collect dolls, which some oh, people no. think is super weird. <laughs> I don't um, think it's weird, just to, I don't want to be in that room. Yes, no, you really don't. There's lots of eyes <laughs> staring at me right now. Um, I just like miniature things in general. I just love like miniatures yes. and just small things. They make me really happy. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I also collect like uh, journaling type stuff. Like I try to stay away from journals themselves because that can get overwhelming. But like um, ephemera and washi tape and pens and markers and things like that. I love doing that type of stuff. So I collect that as well. I freaking love washi tape. Yes. I have a huge like bin of it underneath my desk that I'm sitting at right now and I'm like I'm to you the point where look it's, at it. it's just open it and look at yes. it yes <laughs> and I I code it like uh, color code it so I can find it easier when I'm looking Ooh. for it and it makes me very happy to look at <laughs> tiny thing I freaking love tiny things that is part of the reason like I started making jewelry because I wanted to make little lockets with tiny things in them yes like I scenes yeah there's a yeah. word for that. Those little scenes. I can't remember. And I love oh, the word. Oh, um, dioramas maybe? Yeah. No, it's a weird word. It's like diorama. It means diorama, but it's called something else. Yeah. The it's only like other one that's coming to mind language. is like, it's like vignette maybe? Maybe. I don't know. But I know exactly anyway. what you're talking about. And yes, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love to set up little scenes and things like that with yes. my little miniatures. Yeah. It's not so much like the dolls. It's more their accessories. <laughs> I do it's love like, dollhouse oh, things. I do. Yeah, I do. My offering plates are little dollhouse bowls. Oh, I love it. That's a great idea to use some dollhouse stuff for like altars and things of that nature. So what does it mean when you call yourself a witch? I do magic. I try to be as in tune with the earth as I can be. And Corey and I have talked about that so many times, both I think recorded and non-recorded and just trying to figure that out and the 
like what that really means, you know, because some people are like what you would consider Christian witches or atheists, you know, who are type witches who like don't really see the the divine in it. It's it's more like energies they can control, I guess. And some people, you know, are like Luciferian type witches. And, you know, it's just, it runs the gamut. And I don't, it's so hard to put in like a box of, well, this is what being a witch. What means. is it for you though? Just yeah, for, you do magic? Yeah. For me, it's doing magic and just connecting to something in a magical way. If that makes sense. I'm not sure it does. Yeah. I mean, as much as anything else does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have daily practices? What is your practice like? Will you share a daily practice with us? No. And here's here's why. Because I don't have one. The end. Bye. I don't have one. And, you know, <laughs> I, I was nervous about it. I was like, man, do I do I have any, like, daily type of things? And I don't. And I'm I'm tired of feeling like, what's the word? I felt weird that I didn't. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of feeling weird about it. Like, it's okay that, you know, some people do and that that works for them. It just doesn't for me. I just can't keep up with it. Um, and then I feel guilty. And I, like, part of the reason I came to witchcraft, in, or I guess Wicca at the time, was that overwhelming feeling of guilt. You're doing it I, wrong. Yeah, that I felt in Christianity. I just did not care for <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to feel guilty for, for things like that. So I try to be... I, I know what phase the moon is in, things like that. You know, I know, social media has helped with that a lot. You know, a lot of yeah. people are like, hey, full moon tonight. And I'm like, oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> you know why I know what phase the moon is in? Why? Because uh, uh, I have to keep track of when I release the podcast. Well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't know ever before then. <laughs> My husband got me a uh, Apple Watch for Christmas. And of course, oh. he let me have it early. Um. And so on my watch face is the little moon phase, and that has helped tremendously that as well. Is sweet. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but I think I'm way off of what your original question was. Uh, well, I always say we just go on a wander. <laughs> we end up wherever we are. Do you have any family history with witchcraft? Not in the sense that anybody would say it was witchcraft. And I think that's a common thing that you... You hear just from listening to some of your episodes of like, You well, listen to my episodes? <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, I just got to listen to the one with Victoria Rashke. I love her. That was great to hear. But yeah, she she had a lot of the same experiences I did in that, like growing up in kind of the Appalachian type area. And my mom would say things randomly sometimes that would make me kind of side eye her. She'd be like, oh, wow, the moon is gorgeous tonight. And then um, just the other day she texted me and she's been looking for a house because hers was destroyed in a tornado a year or so ago. Holy and crap. She, yeah, it was, it was scary. Uh, luckily, her and her two cats were fine. But she said uh, one of the houses she was looking at was over 100 years old. And she said, we're definitely going to need to sage this, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, probably or at least something like that but I, it just was so out of the blue that like she would say <laughs> something like that um but then also uh when I was younger and I've told this story before on our podcast and it, it it almost feels embarrassing to tell because it's you know it involves like warts and things which have like a weird connotation to it but I had warts on my hands when I was younger, um, as did my little brother. And uh, we were taken, both of us were taken to 
the seventh son of a seventh son who had us choose um like he had a bunch of change in his pocket um he pulled it out and said pick the shiniest penny that you that you you know whatever you think that is and so we would pick it out and i cannot remember what i did with that penny i think we were supposed to bury it or something or maybe just like keep it on our person i really wish i could remember i need to ask my brother but then they went away and i've i've never had one since so i i, I am so envious of people who have those stories specifically wart wart charmer stories it's wild to me because it's just like how did that happen and like it seemed so normal at the time and now looking back I'm like that was not normal (laughs) or you know not what is normal right but like that was just like not something that my family would really do and I've even asked my mom about it here recently and she was just kind of like yeah I don't really remember who it was it was just a you know family friend of your on your like on your father's side and that was that and I was just like but but you were okay with it I don't know she just (laughs) she wouldn't really talk about it it was just like this thing that we did. Okay, moving on. And I, I was like, but it's so strange. <laughs> but it's it's little stuff like that that I love about about magic and about, I don't know. Yeah, stuff like that never happened to me when I was a kid. But mom would was a cop. Oh. And she'd be like, do you smell, would be driving down the road. She'd be like, sometimes I can smell people in the car ahead of us and know that they've been drinking. So oh, wow. she'd like follow them. Not when I would not, I mean, when she was being a cop, not when she was being mom. (laughs) (laughs) And they were, or she was, she, you know, cops always have part-time jobs. Maybe you don't know. Cops always have part-time jobs, like security somewhere. She used to work at like um, loss prevention somewhere. And she would like make bets. She'd like be like, oh, that one, that, that guy's going to steal something when they would come in (laughs) Wow. Like she used to make bets with people and win because they would. <laughs> and like my question is, did you make them do that, mom? <laughs> right. Did you make them do that or did you know they were going to do it? Because that's messed up, mom. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you influence them? Do you also, well, actually, let me ask if it's okay if I even ask this question. Does your partner practice? Yeah, it's, that's okay to ask. Sure. Um, no, he does not. Um he's very supportive clearly um and he is interested in what i do and you know will ask questions and you know knows some things (laughs) yeah yeah um it's actually really cute so we have um some friends who live down the street from us and we've been he and his friend have been friends for years and years and years he was in our wedding and they kind of had a um not a falling out, but just like, you know how sometimes you just kind of gradually stop talking and yeah, y- yeah. Um, so saw each other in an airport, found out that we lived literally about nine houses down from each other, and have been a you know a great support system and everything. Well, his wife was getting into witchcraft and was saying, "I need to, I, I need to talk to somebody about you know about." This one particular holiday, I think it was kind of a, a lesser holiday. I think it was like in bulk, maybe. But uh, my husband was like, "Oh, well, you should talk to Lane." And you know, she uh, wait is she is she a witch? Yeah, has been for years. And you know, I just I kind of keep it on the the down low, you know, on a need to know situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
it, it made sense that she didn't know. But I, I just love that he was like, yeah, talk to my wife. <laughs> my sister's like that with her friends now. Like random people she'll meet. Oh, yeah, my sister's a witch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what brings you the most joy in your practice? I would say just connecting with something bigger, both kind of in the the divine, um, you know, deity, however you look at that. And then also kind of other people as well, because even if I'm doing a solitary practice, I know that the things that I'm doing are kind of, you know, being done by other people as well. And it just, it just makes me feel kind of warm and fuzzy that I'm continuing this tradition and that I'm kind of right there with other people. And even if they're not in the same room with me, does, does that make sense? Yeah. I actually joined your Patreon and I love the community you guys have oh, on thanks. Discord. Thank you. We've Everybody talks about life stuff. Yeah, we've worked hard, I feel like. And I, I've been really bad about being on Discord. I've, I I don't know why, but like sometimes my anxiety is just like, don't go on any social media. And I've had to try to work my way back to it. And even though it's kind of... You don't have to. Closed Social media is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but it does help. It is garbage, but it also helps. I don't know. It's it's a yeah. very much a double-edged sword for me. Me too. But thank you. I, I really love our Discord. Well, speaking of all that, how do you feel or do you feel that social media affects your practice? Yeah, for sure. Like I get a lot of ideas from different people. So when it's not just um, social media of like, oh, hey, full moon tonight, which is always great, but also just new ways to incorporate things and new things to learn about which I'm all about I feel like witchcraft is constantly you know learning and discovering new things and realizing that you'll never fully know everything so <laughs> I don't need social media for that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's definitely how it it influences me in a positive way and also just getting to work with not work with but see other witches and what they do and I guess, you know, kind of a reminder, hey, you're you're not alone in the world. Do you feel like you use social media to affect other people? Sometimes. Um, I've made a couple posts here and there like, hey, this is the thing I've learned. This is kind of, you know, I'm like one that sticks out to me is I did a post on like honeysuckle. You know, I have some growing in my backyard and, um, you know, just a few things like. It's said that bringing honeysuckle into your house predicts a wedding within a year. Like, I think that's kind of cool to share. But then I don't like to come across as like, I'm an expert and every post I make is going to be trying to educate you because that, that's just not what how I use social media. So I also have posts like, hey, here's my like three pieces of my also another collection I forgot to mention, my Pyrex collection. Ooh, oh, I saw that. <laughs> and Corningware that I love. Um, I and you that. know, just. So just things like that. That has nothing to do with witchcraft, but it is me. I do that on my other, uh, what are they called? Account. Yes. So what witchy things do you get geek out about? Everything. <laughs> if somebody wants to talk to me about witchcraft, especially like when I'm not expecting it, like I guess it's different when meeting a group of, of witches or seeing someone. And let, let me take that back. Even if I were to walk into a witchy store and someone's like, hey, 
do you want to talk about this thing? I'd be like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) But when it's unexpected, it's even more fun. It's like I was saying with my friend down the street um, who came to me and was like, hey, so your husband said you were into witchcraft. And I was like, girl, let me tell you, I've got this and this and this and I've been doing this. She was just like, um, okay, we're going to need to sit back. Let me think about this. But yeah, I, I just get super excited. Just anything you want to talk about, I, I'm i here for it. Now, I may not know a lot about certain things. Like, uh, I feel like runes have been coming up a lot lately and like reading runes and things of that nature. And I don't know anything about it, but hey. I'm always willing to learn. I love runes, but I don't use them for divination. What do you use them for? Uh, they're kind of like words in a sentence. Or mm-hmm. do, do you, when I was in elementary school, like in kindergarten, there was a show called, I've freaking forgot. Oh my God. I forgot the name of it. I, I fully understand. The I've... Letter People. The Letter People. It's a show called The Letter People. Okay. And they had this game called the catching game. And so there was like, Mr. C, and I make a K sound. And then Miss A, she makes an A sound. And then Mr. T, tall T, he is at the end and he makes a T sound. <laughs> and they'd like slam their bodies together to make the words. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't believe I'm telling this story to explain how I use roots. <laughs> perfect anyway <laughs> kind of like that <laughs> and i use them to write the spell <laughs> are these these like okay i googled there's like a t with a giant mouth yes he's tall teeth oh these are terrifying they are but <laughs> they really because i learned phonics they were teaching phonics when i was in school mm-hmm. uh like well before hooked on phonics worked for anyone the letter people were doing phonics. So wow. that is really funny. And it really helped. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're real weird. <laughs> they're like old Greg weird to me. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really do divination. I don't feel like I'm good at it. I don't think things want to tell me things. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I just won't fair. know then. Fine. <laughs> I ask other people. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. What is your biggest motivator in your practice? Mm, motivator. I could not tell you. I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's something I've felt for a very long time that it, it just feels right. It just feels like, yes, I'm doing the right thing. Or I'm, I'm connecting with something. Maybe it's that connection, again, that I talked about. Could you not do it? Or do you have to do it? I think that goes back to, like, what is witchcraft then? Because, like, could I could I live without doing spells? Like, I think so. I don't do very many now anyway. But, like, could I not, I don't know, look up at the moon and feel something just amazing kind of swelling within like no I I couldn't do that that's that's just in me you know it's just innate that sounds really over the top but it's true well think of the question (laughs) 
could you not do witchcraft? <laughs> it's very dramatic. What is something you wished was more discussed in the witchcraft community? You know, sometimes I wish some people would be quieter. Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people try to represent themselves as, like, every post has to be advice. It has to be... You should. <sighs> yes. Lots of shoulds. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't love it, but that's not to call out any specific person. I couldn't even think of like a, you know, an account right now if you, if you'd asked me to, but it, it's just like a general feeling you get from, you know, kind of being all over social medias. And I I just, there was one tweet that was kind of going around and, you know, how people screenshot it and then it gets over to Instagram. And it was like, if we could just chill on the hot takes right now and just kind of let people be in their practice, yeah, that would be great. And I was like, yes, thank let you. Let people enjoy their shit. Right. Let people love what they love. I feel like I used to be very judgmental. Even, you know, I would think I, I really wasn't. But in the past however many years, I don't know, of doing the podcast, I, I've definitely evolved into just feeling like, hey. You do you. As long as you're not hurting anybody, or even if you are hurting someone, as long as it's consensual, <laughs> do you, you know? What would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to witchcraft? Hmm. I don't know. I, I got a lot of struggles. How, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> My biggest struggle is just um, keeping up with with everything. Sometimes I feel like it, it's a lot of, or it, it can feel like obligations to do certain things. And I, I, I don't want anything to feel like an obligation. I want it to feel, you know, fun or um, like it's something necessary for me, not like, oh, I got to go do this thing, you know. So I, I think not letting myself get bogged down in, in again, in the shoulds, uh, you know, of it all. Like, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, if I'm a witch, I should be having a ritual every full moon. Well, that's not, that doesn't work for me. I can't, you know? I don't like being told what to do. That's why I got out of the army, because no. Mm. <laughs> yep. So I've sort of put this, I'm try, I'm testing out some ancestor stuff. Mm -hmm. And every morning I get up and I light a stick incense and I change out their water. Uh, and I like sit with them with a warm drink before work. Or before uh -huh. whatever I do that day. Because people said I should. <laughs> right. How's it, how's it working for you, though? I don't know. I think it may be good. I don't know. I, I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Ken got that job we wanted. <laughs> well, hey. So, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anything, and I get more. I get hydrated in the mornings, so whatever. <laughs> Do you ever feel self doubt or like you have imposter syndrome? <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> no, I joke, but I do. I really do. Um, I even had it before coming on this podcast. I was like, why would why would she want to talk to me <laughs> on this one? Yes. <laughs> this is just. I just consider this to be the goofiest most almost throwaway podcast. No, not at all. I think it's just me. <laughs> I think it's great to gather these types of stories though, you know? Well it is just it's just stories. That's fun. But it's just fun. So I'm like, it's not that important. 
So why would you be nervous? Because it's just me going, ooh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> but to go back to imposter syndrome, yes, I just, I mean, I, I always feel even weird saying this because I don't want anyone to think of it as like a slight on Corey or that I'm like, um, uh, mad at him for being so smart because that is absolutely not the case but he is a very smart person he is he can just read and remember things so easily and um he just he loves to learn things which is great i mean i i love that about a person just anybody in general um but sometimes it's like okay he's so smart what do i bring to this you know and I really have to sit down and be like, okay, you know, it's, you bring other things. It's all right. I, we, we kind of joke that I'm like the pop culture aficionado because I watch a lot of movies and TV, but, and he's the one doing like all the research, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I really do. I really do struggle with that. And I, I don't know how I get around it. I, I just, I guess I just try to deal with it and. Well, he wouldn't have you on the show if you didn't feel like you had something to add. I wouldn't think. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, for sure. We, we've talked about it and yeah, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't continue without the other, for sure. Oh, Yeah. That makes me happy. <laughs> Do you have a story about your best or worst witchcraft experience? Preferably something hilarious. Uh-huh. For worst. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you light a bunch of stuff on fire? I've never lit anything on fire that shouldn't be on fire, luckily. Good for you. Good job. <laughs> but. No um, explosions? No. <laughs> Weird smells? No, no long sleeves getting caught. No hair oh, that's, getting that's, caught on that fire. That would scare me. Yes, me too. We actually, Corey and I did an episode on, like, witchcraft safety and that was one of our main things was like fire safety it was like be careful y'all please (laughs) but um let's see okay so I remember one and this is I did this with a friend in high school and we had kind of written our own little thing we were using like Scott Cunningham um and some of his witchcraft type of things and we were using rose petals and you know she was looking for probably a boyfriend at the time and said something like, um, you know, we want, or she, she wants to find somebody who will love her uh, as long as the day is long, something like that. There was definitely wording of as the day is long. And then like, she had a, she had a nice fling, but it was, it was only one Good day, one night, <laughs> we'll say. And then we were talking about it later. She was like, oh, God, the, the wording. We we didn't do that right. And we've always joked about it since then. But yeah, that as the day is long, it's like, well. The end. You're done. We, we just need to specify more than one day now how long those are. <laughs> I think we were trying to be kind of be like fancy in our wording of it, you know, like yeah. make it sound pretty. And it just, I feel like it backfired. And that was, that was pretty funny for me. Probably not for her as much, but... <laughs> But I love her. <laughs> but as far as a good one goes, um, I've had so many. I've had just some really wild experiences. Like, Ooh. just one I, kn- 
again, it's another thing that I feel self-conscious about. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I feel like I tell the same stories on the podcast all the time. So, like, I, I apologize. We've definitely talked about this, Corey and I. Uh, but we were going out to do, like, a, a, a dedication, uh, like, some a ritual that we that Corey was going to set up and I was going to kind of come into. Um, and, yeah, we don't really need more details than that. It's fine. But so where he used to live, there was, like, a bunch of woods kind of right by his neighborhood. And we went exploring in there, and there was, like, an old stone house that had fallen down except for the hearth so it was just like the chimney and you know that so you could see obviously the outside and then the inside where like the fireplace would have been um it was really cool and there was like a well outside next to it and so we decided to have it there and so we go late i think it was midnight or around that time in the woods yes we're crazy. <laughs> so we go and he's like, okay, you wait here. I'm going to go set up. And that way, like you can walk into it and it's all dramatic. Right. Again, I need to just stop trying to add drama into my, my witchcraft. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> but Drama's so we, fun. it was fun. So I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. And this is before, like I had a smartphone. I don't think he had one either. So he gave me his phone just in case I needed it. But like, he didn't have one on him now because I had his. So I'm just sitting there like, this isn't my phone. I can't do anything on it. I'm just waiting and waiting. And then an hour passes. I'm like, do I go in there after him? Do I was call I his... To, was I supposed to come now? <laughs> right. Do I call his wife like, and wake her up? This is worrisome. What are we, what, what are we doing? And then a half hour after that, he finally shows up and he's like, okay, it's ready. And I was like, are you okay? What happened? And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, you've been gone for an hour and a half. And he was like, oh my God, it felt like 15 minutes to me. So already we're kind of like, well, this is very odd. And so we go into the forest again together this time. And there's like a clearing and the moon is very bright And there's this doe that's just standing there in front of us, kind of all of a sudden. It's like, I don't even know where she came from. And um, (laughs) it was really sweet. Corey and I joke about it because he, he like barked like a dog (laughs) (laughs) and like stepped in front of me, like to protect me, thinking it was like a coyote or she was going to charge or something. And then, but I was like, you scared her away. (laughs) It's like, that could have been like manifestation of the goddess and you barked at her (laughs) but it was it was very neat we always say like it it felt very um like fairy it felt very fey you know it just like the time missing kind of and everything just felt so otherworldly um so yeah she so the doe walked walked away and we were having trouble finding like the the house again and she kind of led us to it in a weird way and so we do our ritual and then you know we're blowing out candles and cleaning up and everything and then I kind of look at the the hearth and there is this huge feather stuck into like the mortar between the bricks 
or the stones, I guess, of this old hearth just sticking out higher than I can reach. Like, I, I, I remember Corey having to get it down for me, like, you know, pulling it out of the mortar. Um, but I still have that, that feather uh, just because it, it just That's felt like... real weird. Yes. It was like, where did that come from? Like, did someone put it there? Like, was this some sort of witchcraft that somebody else was doing? Or, I mean, because you wouldn't think like a, a bird would take out one of their feathers and like stick it just the one into <laughs> a stone, right? This whole it could, for me. <laughs> it couldn't have fallen there. So it's just like, what, what is going on? So yeah, I love to use that feather for like various things. You know, like if I'm doing something with the element of air, I'll try to incorporate huh. that feather. Even if it's just kind of wafting incense around. But that was a very odd experience, but very cool. It really felt like, yeah, you guys are on the right path. What's been the most surprising thing about being a witch and or a podcaster who talks about witchcraft? Hmm, surprising. Just the level of support we get, honestly. Like, again, I think it's that imposter thing coming through. But it's like people really support us and not just... I, of course there's there's patreon which is great i mean that's that's changed both of our lives basically um but there, it's also just like people who listen you know and don't do anything else like that still feels supportive mm -hmm. what, even if they're hate listening <laughs> hey you're giving us <laughs> listens right <laughs> but um yeah just the support we get and you know people who have never met me you know be like oh i love your podcast or you just interact with my posts on instagram or you know they're on discord and i just i i love it yeah i guess the the community that's been kind of built up around it is so nice do you feel like you owe anything to your listeners or followers that aren't pay i'm just like your average person not patrons not somebody you have some sort of contract with but random person right yeah in a way like not posting like not social not instagram i guess i'll say specifically um that i really kind of do as i i get the urge but um but yeah you know we we've set the expectation that we'll be doing this at least at least an episode a month you know we often do more i guess i do f feel a little bit but it's not like a bad obligation. I think it's it's good to have. It's it's been a a constant throughout some crazy changes in my life over the past 12 years and that's kind of neat to have. But at the same time it's if it needed to stop, I feel like I wouldn't like I wouldn't let it affect my my mental health or things like of that nature. You know, it would just we would come on and say, "Okay, you know, like we're done, but we wouldn't just stop one day with no communication. We disappear. Right. That would make me nuts. <laughs> yes. I've definitely had podcasts like that, and I've, like, stalked the people and then like, found their Instagram and be like, hey, are you ever going to start up that, that podcast? Did you die? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, right. Why would you do that to me? Are you <laughs> To <dead>? me personally. <laughs> okay, so you are towards the east, sort of mountainy, right? where you mm -hmm. live, would you say that environment shaped your practice? And how do you think it might be different if you lived somewhere else? Like in Arizona, for example. Yeah, I definitely think it has. 
I mean, being from the South is kind of hard to reconcile for me because I've lived in the same state, all over the state, but in the same state my whole life. And, um, you know, there's, there's some not great things about being here. There's a lot of history and, you know, there's still like, I know, so my stepmother-in-law, yes, I have two mothers-in-law, <laughs> where um, she was talking to me about how a high school that her sister had gone to still had segregated proms up until like 98. And I, I just, I, my jaw just dropped. I was like, excuse me? I don't even know how we got on the topic. Mine just did. <laughs> That's wild. Like how My is mouth that was gaping. <laughs> still happening? How? So yeah, it's it's hard being from the south sometimes because I do feel like a love for it and I it's a beautiful just so much of it is beautiful. I have a friend who um has come in from uh, Indiana and she was she's just amazed by that it's not flat. <laughs> You know, she's like, there's, there's so many mountains and they're huge. And I'm like, that's, that's not a mountain, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's, it, it's nice to kind of admire your own state from yeah. someone else's perspective, I guess. But yes, so I, I can't really point to anything specifically that has influenced me, but I'm, I'm sure it has. And I feel like if I were closer to the ocean, I would incorporate kind of ocean magic <laughs> more um or yeah if i was out your way i don't know i definitely feel like it would it would change it but i'm not quite sure how i think i'd have to be in the moment with it i've never thought about this question for myself until now yeah and i would I was say gonna... trees trees yeah because they're i mean like deciduous trees mm -hmm. i have mesquite here but and yucca and like cacti and weird bushes, but mm -hmm. I don't have big leafy trees that I can climb into. There aren't weeping willows. There's no maple. There's no tulip poplar. So when yeah. I have conversations with these trees, it's way different <laughs> than when I go back east and talk to those trees. Yeah, I again, that's something I've never really thought of, but you're absolutely right. And the mountains are older, so those were different, too. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I don't know if you listened to Anna, the Anahata's Purpose episode or heard of my week of crying or whatever I did. <laughs> so when I got there, the, the water just made me ball for like the first day. Wow. Just, just like, what, what about it? Do you know? Nope. Can you even explain it? <laughs> I have, I didn't expect it. I just walked down, saw the river, and started crying. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? I mean, I cry at a lot of things. I cry all the time. I have a lot of emotions, but it's the river. <laughs> it's not like I haven't seen a river before. Not that one, I guess. <laughs> it was weird. How would you say witchcraft has changed your life? Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's so much of what I, what I do and who I am. And, you know, of course it's kind of my job in a way as well. You know, it's not a nine to five, but it's, it's definitely, uh, the podcast is work and, um, but, but it's, it's work I enjoy luckily. And it, it just, I, I have no idea where I would be without it. I think I would feel a lot less in control of 
my space and myself if I didn't have, or I guess if I hadn't discovered witchcraft. I agree. Like yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Who would you say are the three biggest influences on your practice? Well, Corey, first of all, that is a given. <laughs> Second is, I would say Scott Cunningham, like just reading his, his books when I was first starting out, um, they felt so right. They just, they felt like this is what I, I want to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So definitely Scott Cunningham. And then for the third, I don't know. I'm actually going to say Silver Ravenwolf because Teen Witch, I feel like, is what really got me into it. And I know a lot of people kind of have, you know, given her a hard time, I guess, and you know, saying she's this or she's that. I, I don't know really. but um. Yeah, Teen Witch definitely influenced me, and it it made me feel empowered to to say, you know, because there's like a whole thing in the beginning, or at least there was in the the edition that I read, because there's still new editions coming out, which I love, with like updated covers. <laughs> I feel like the the one I had kind of had like uh, it looked like an illustration of girls from the craft, <laughs> and now they're they're much more um, kind of everyday looking. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Silver Raven Wolf, she, you know, her intro was like to teens you know like it's okay you know if your parents don't agree like you know it was basically saying like don't hide things from them but also like you're your own person and it, it had a, a note to parents which I never felt confident enough giving to my parents but, but yeah so I'll say her as well more people need to say that to kids to teenagers I, I agree but you don't have you don't you shouldn't lie but you don't have to tell them everything that in everything like, be your own person yeah I feel like more people should hear that just in general. <laughs> like, Especially with social have... media. <laughs> yes. Just because it pops into your head doesn't mean it needs to. I'm be guilty. Said out I'm loud. so guilty of telling everyone what I ate every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just love food and I love to talk about it. <laughs> so, with the holiday season being upon us, do you celebrate any Sabbaths or holidays? And what is your favorite? It, it kind of changes every year, but yeah, I celebrate Samhain, I celebrate Yule, Ostara, but yeah, um, let's see, I, I don't know, I think I would have said, like, Christmas is kind of my favorite secular holiday, and I think Yule gets kind of folded in there to a lot of that, a lot of that practice, um, you know, my, my daughter and I make ornaments, and we make cookies every Christmas Eve, and you know, it's things like that that aren't necessarily, like, witchy but they they they're still kind of a tradition and what I do um with I guess with my family but as far as Samhain goes I think that might be my favorite witchy holiday it just feels so powerful it feels so (laughs) just right there so I kind of dedicated myself to I think it was Wicca at the time but you know just witchcraft um when I was 15 or maybe I had just turned 16 because my birthday is late August but it was a full moon on Samhain and it was like you know the first one that had happened in years and I yeah just did like a small dedication type of ritual that night again couldn't tell you what it was it's been so long but I just felt like a new 
person. I, I just felt so, like I said, just empowered, like, oh, this is great. And then last year, um, I lost my father about 13 years ago now. And um, I was going to do like some sort of ritual, kind of honoring him, talking to him. And, uh, you know, I had like his favorite cigarettes that he used to smoke, <laughs> things like that. Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm kind of walking out into the, the field behind my house, which is right. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in a neighborhood, but we're kind of butted up against some farmland. And so I'm going out to walk into this field and um, there's people turning into the neighborhood and they stop and they were like, what are you doing? And I said, nosy. What? <laughs> and they said, what the hell are you doing? And I went, um, none of your business. <laughs> and kept Good. walking. But it made me feel so self-conscious and so awkward. And like, they're going to call the cops and they're going to come over here looking for me. And I'm going to have like a cigarette and Mountain Dew. Doing a cigarette. And it's going to like, you know, I wanted to like burn the tobacco. So I brought a little tiny cauldron. And candles going, and I'm just like, this does not look good. So <laughs> I, I I, really couldn't do as much as I wanted to that night. But, um, you know, and then Corey and I have done like a, a dumb supper before where we didn't speak. And we set, uh, we set a, a plate for kind of ancestors. And um, Did you eat backwards? Yes. Yeah, and it was... We we incorporated a ton of stuff. It was like a red meal as well. So we had like pomegranate. Of course, Beats. now I can't think of any other red <laughs> red food that we had. I think we had some, maybe some red wine. I don't know. I'm not a big drinker, so I I can't remember. But it it doesn't matter. But it was cool at the time. So yeah, I, I've I've had a few different things that I like to do to to celebrate that. But mostly it's kind of ancestral type stuff. I really do believe that the veil is the thinnest on on that night and. I, I guess I love the the feeling of that and working with that. Do you consider it to be your new year? <sighs> yes, in a weird way. Because like, I still see January 1st as kind of a, a the new year. But it's almost like a fiscal new year. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the witchy new year. So yeah, I do. Because, and sorry for everybody who's heard it before. It hasn't come out on, it hasn't come out yet, but I've said this before. But, because I do, because I've, I, noticed when I like I think I turned 30 and I was like you know this is when things renew so I'm yes. gonna this is gonna be my new year and then like now everybody's like it's always been the witch's new year and I'm like I was not aware of that when that happened to me <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool though I love when stuff like that comes together it's like oh I I didn't know that and I kind of came to the same conclusion it's like well was someone guiding me or you know was yeah. I tapping into something I think that's really cool I was in a weird hotel in Heidelberg it it was definitely time to tell you something then <laughs> <laughs> the hotel was speaking to you <laughs> what would you tell someone who is just starting out and what would you like to hear from someone more experienced than you are currently mm. What I would like to hear from someone more experienced is just, hey, you're doing a good job. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, you're you're doing all right. You're okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as telling what to tell a, a new person, just read as much as you can. Practice. Don't be afraid to try things. Um, 
and and don't don't be bogged down too much by the the new label. You know, I still feel like I'm new to some things, and I've been practicing since I was 15. So, and I'm 36 now. So it took me a second. I had to think about it. Who would you like to see on the show to have this sort of a conversation? Hmm. Well, anybody that's kind of doing something different, I guess. Uh, you know, like, I, I would love to hear more about people who practice um, hoodoo or... Me too. Yeah. I just, I find it fascinating. Um, and then also, uh, for a specific person, I think uh, Jake Richards. Me too. Would be great. <laughs> I would love to hear what he has to say as somebody. I bought his book so I can say, I've read your book. Yeah. Yes. I'd actually read it. I haven't just hadn't, haven't gotten the gumption up to ask yet. Do it. I love that you said gumption. I'm so sorry. This is like a weird side tangent, but I try to pick like a, a word for my, of the year. It's like a, I don't know, inspire me type of thing. And I was thinking for next year it would be gumption. Ooh. It so, is a fun word. It is. It's just fun to say, but it also has a great meaning. So, yeah. <laughs> you should do it. This is your sign. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, I have to. Yeah. The last two questions are not actually questions. <laughs> okay. Would you please recommend something I guess it is because I said, would you please? But would you please recommend something to the listeners? It can be anything like a salad spread snack. Recommend something. What have I been obsessed with lately? Yeah, that's what I want. What's everybody's current obsession? See, I was expecting this question like recommend something. You know what? I'm going to recommend yourself. Whatever listener is out there. I recommend something that you love, something that you're on the fence about, something, I don't know, something that, like, look into yourself, what will make you happy right now, something small, and and do it. That's what I'm recommending. You are a big cheater. <laughs> That's the biggest cheat so far on the show. Oh, I wear that mantle proudly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the heck just happened? <laughs> Tarl. Okay. <laughs> Second question. Please tell me a story that you love to tell. Okay, I've got one. Um yay, yay, yay. <laughs> So I was telling this this same friend down the street that I, you know, I was talking about earlier. Um I was like, yeah, you know, I've been I've podcasting for years about witchcraft, been practicing for years, but you know, I just, I just tend to keep it pretty separate. And she went, "Are you a Gemini?" And I said, "No, I'm a Virgo, but oh, but Gemini is my like uh, sun sign or moon. Oh my God, moon sign. Whatever. I'm terrible. I just see. I ruined the story." <laughs> <laughs> You but she not. said, you, she said you have you have Gemini in your chart somewhere. And so we looked it up and I I totally did. And she was like, you just you keep things very like compartmentalized, very separate. And it, it just it's like you have like your mom life, your regular life, and then you have like your witch life. And I was like, Yeah, that's kind of how I like it. 
but I just thought it was so funny that she was able to recognize that. And I had never really thought of it that way either. I, that's just always kind of how I've been. I super cannot do that. No. Like, see that I, I'm like, except for one person, I was like, wow, you're an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I can recognize Aries. <laughs> well, thanks for the story. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I had such a good time. This is fun. Yeah, me too. Good. But I, I'm not nervous at all anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I got over it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. And I will be sure to go and click like on your post of Corningware on the internet. Yes, please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's review time. This one's from Casey's Corner with the title, I've Waited My Whole Life for This. I have been so excited to listen to these conversations with the members of the witch community that I've always known existed, but never saw represented in the witch-oriented media I grew up with consuming and even on into adulthood. She seeks out diverse guests and welcomes them to bring their whole lives into the conversation. I have lost track of the amount of times I've finally felt seen while listening to other witches share their lives. I definitely recommend this podcast, whether you're a witch or just wanting to better understand the average witches among us. Casey, thank you so much. I got teary-eyed when I read this review. (laughs) And I can't wait to have you on the show. I can't wait to publish your episode. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Your Average Witch. You can find us all around the internet on Instagram at Your Average Witch Podcast, Twitter at Average Witch Pod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Your Average Witch Podcast, at YourAverageWitch.com, and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review. You can review us on Amazon and Apple Podcasts, and now you can rate us on Spotify. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. To rate Your Average Witch on Spotify, click the home key click on Your Average Witch podcast and then leave a rating. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash cleverkimscurios. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to youraveragewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes. <laughs>